you're allowed to, without being like a bragger, like you don't have to brag about your success, but you actually don't have to give yourself the credit that you actually put in the work and it's actually working. And uh, you should be very happy about that. You should, that should bring you joy, right? Instead of pulling you down when you have like a rough time. So I go back, I look at previous goals that I reached and I was like, you know what, you can do it. Just keep going. Uh, it's just like a, you're in a bad funk, just do something else. Uh, go for a run, like, I don't know, like, do something positive. This is Alessandra, a brave soul who is always striving to improve herself. After taking the time to recalibrate and after planning in detail for more than two years, her plan of action to her dream, she took a deep breath and started her own business. And after only three days, she got her first client. And ever since then, she's constantly growing and improving. This is a very interesting conversation with a very interesting and open-minded person. But without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Alessandra Mirto. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Grateful Show. We hope you guys are doing amazing because we are... And uh, we are actually very pleased to have a new guest on the podcast today, and it's Alessandra. How are you doing today, Alessandra? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. No, it's our pleasure. Yeah, we are really grateful to have you here. So uh, I'm just going to break the ice and I'm going to ask you, what are you grateful for today? Oh, wow. That's so much, so many things. But obviously, considering what's been going on, for the last couple of months, I am very grateful that I'm in good health. My family is in good health. And basically, since I've recently started my own company, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for being able to actually grow in this mm-hmm. period of time and didn't have any setbacks. Obviously, I was quite nervous uh, when this whole pandemic uh, came upon us. But So I'm really grateful for that to be able to just continue what I set up to do. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like really hard and everybody just panicking with all the protests and all the COVID situation, you just got to stay yeah. for the opportunities, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So I've really been doing like, what can I say? Like doing the most of the time and just like continuing to grow and find new ways to evolve and like, yeah. So it's been good. So you're one of the persons that took advantage, per se, of this whole situation and actually made something out of it rather than just... Watch Netflix well, and <laughs> binge on yeah. very bad food. Well, there have been some Netflix, but like obviously that's just a part of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just my downtime. But, uh, well, I would say that when I start, I actually just started a company like uh, in January. Well, mm-hmm. it, I planned it before and everything was like on track, but I didn't like pursue anything before January. So obviously I had a great start, got like first couple of clients like the first week. And then obviously the COVID situation happened mm-hmm. and I was really worried, but mm-hmm. what, I don't know what happened, but like clients and like my, I didn't actually reach out to that many people because obviously I was a little bit apprehensive about the situation. Yeah. Like a lot of businesses are closing. But they just kept com- coming my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I use social media a lot to like post what I do. And yeah, so the the ball just kept rolling, basically. Um, so yeah, I would say I took advantage of it. But again, um, I didn't. Yeah, so I'm just re- really happy about that. Very, very happy to hear that. 
Uh, I feel like it would be very, very beneficial for our audience if you could uh, briefly uh, give us like an introduction of your story so far, uh, yeah. the things that you've been through. Your company, why did you choose to do the yeah. things that you're doing right now? Okay, so, well, basically, I'm trying to make a long story short then. <laughs> so, a few years back, I had a really good job. Mm -hmm. So, I'm basically uh, a teacher, like a preschool teacher. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my first degree. I had a great job, was able to buy my first apartment, life was really good. But then obviously I felt like something was missing. Uh, I felt like I there's something more I want to do. And I always knew that I have the qualities of having my own company, which is something like, it's sort of a dream, always been. And then I tried to like figure out what can I do to get to the place I want to be. Mm -hmm. And then obviously tons of research, I think like two years went into it, to oh, be wow. honest, before I actually... Obviously, I was very settled, so I, I was a little bit afraid too, right? So uh, I figured out that I could actually do a master's degree in, in London uh, within digital marketing, which is really something I'm passionate about. Uh, it sounds probably weird to be passionate about it, but I love everything digital. So it gave me an opportunity to also move away from, from Oslo for a bit, mm -hmm. uh, which I like. I love to travel, and the one thing that... I always do when I travel is I meet new people. Mm -hmm. Like even if I'm just on vacation with friends, like I, I come home with new friends mm -hmm. basically. And then sometimes I also go visit them. Mm -hmm. So like that happened once I went to Mexico, met a group of Canadians, went to Canada alone. To them. Just like, that's who I am. Like I'm very social. <laughs> and then um, I went to London, started my degree. Uh, I freaked out basically. <laughs> so, Why? What happened? I, the thing is, is that it was very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So it's been it been six years since I last went to uni, and again, like English is not my first language. Like yeah. I know, like obviously, I have I have strong English, and it's good. But like this is like written business English, yeah. right? Academic English. And then I remember my first assignment, and I was just freaking out. Honestly, I never cried so much in my life. I felt so alone. I had wow. no one to ask, and uh, I almost dropped out wow. <laughs> of school. And then, obviously, uh, being the type of person I am, I found some really, really good like classmates. Which they, one of them in particular, she, she actually, she's from London, so she helped me a bit with like understanding like mm -hmm. how everything works. And yeah. I put a lot of pressure on myself always, and it ended up actually getting uh, the best grade. Um, so, and after that, I just continued. Um, working really hard like I studied 24 7 and yeah and then I graduated with honors <laughs> so I'm really just pleased with myself why did it, you it, choose... it was like a tough ride to be honest sorry to interrupt you why did you choose London in first place was it the university was it the city <laughs> or so basically it was a little bit um by accident or not accident but the UK is the only place that I could find mm -hmm. that would allow me to do a master's degree without like a relevant bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like my, my first degree is not marketing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like in Norway, if I wanted to do a marketing master's, I have to have three years of marketing yeah, um, undergrad, yeah. basically. Uh, so that's why London. And again, mm -hmm. like I wanted to go to Australia, Canada, you know, the, the dream. But then I'm really happy I chose London. It was, it's been the best two years of my life basically and this the reason why i'm here i am today is because of all the things i experienced in london and um, so yeah that's why and then 
obviously this company has been a dream for a long time. I always knew I wanted to do digital marketing. Like I'm really, I have a lot of experience with social media, but I was thinking like, I don't want to be like an influencer. That's yeah. not my thing. I tried that once and it was like semi okay. But no. And then um, everything has changed. Like I was set up to do social media marketing for companies, etc. And now I, I took sort of a completely different direction. So I keep learning new stuff every, mm -hmm. every day, basically. Mm -hmm. And then my company just like grows from there. So basically what I do now is a couple of things. So I really got into web design. Yeah. Like I've never been a creative person, but I don't know why. I just really, really love it. So I started doing a lot of web design. I started uh, creating my own designs, working like design programs, which I've never done before. And then basically yeah, I found that I was quite good at it. And then uh, again, with the web development, like I have some experience from before, but uh, just learned all new tricks basically. And that's mm -hmm. what I started to do. So I got my first client, which was actually a website, but then I'm doing now their digital marketing. So mm -hmm. I do digital marketing, web design. I also um, have an online brand. Uh, which is something I created myself because I really want to get into e-commerce mm -hmm. properly. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's more of like a side fun project. Mm -hmm. And then I also am creating online courses basically mm -hmm. because I am a teacher by heart. So going back to that period when you were a teacher, how old, how old were you when you actually decided that you want to become a teacher? Oh, um, so basically I think I was around maybe like 17, mm -hmm. 18. Obviously, at that time in life, you have to start deciding, like, what do you want to do mm -hmm. moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're brought up to, you go to school, you start college, you do a degree. Like, that's how mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of people see life. Um, so, obviously, I, I need to start thinking. And so, basically, I'm a preschool teacher, which is, like, obviously working with kids, which yeah. is something I really enjoy. But that also actually took a, a different turn. Like, I don't know, like, sometimes you end up in places and you just, like, it feels right. So when I finished my degree, I actually got um, offered a like a management position, and I was just 24. So I was just like, "Oh, this is this is interesting." Mm -hmm. um, and I actually took the job. Ended up being a manager um, for other preschool teachers and obviously a lot of kids for six years. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yeah, yeah, really interesting. Was it hard for you to to make the transition from uh, your job to your own business? What did actually? You not really. So mm. this has just been a plan for so many years. And I am I am very, I wouldn't say like, um, if I read like horoscopes or like, you know, something mm -hmm. like that, I, I, I come across as a very spontaneous person, mm -hmm. but I'm actually really not. Like I plan everything, which is not good, but to every detail, right? So I do a lot of research. I double check. I triple check. I like, so um, basically... All of this, like, starting my own company started two years before I actually moved to London, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's five years ago mm -hmm. now. And so I would say that the transition wasn't that hard because, obviously, I did so much research. I was yeah. so prepared, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's really hard. Like, like you said, the more you prepare yourself for something, the more ready you are because you're not going to be ready, but you're going to be ready enough to do one thing. And the yeah. transition was quite but smooth, isn't it? Yeah, true. But if I were to give myself one, like, like if I were to give myself then uh, one piece of advice mm -hmm. is that sometimes when you you do like me, you overplan things. You actually you procrastinate a little bit. 
starting a business is risky, right? Like I didn't take major risk. I didn't put in a lot of money, so mm. which is good. But like it's risk, right? Because this is my dream. What if it fails? What if I cannot? Like, and I don't have the, I didn't have the support system. Um, like I do have amazing friends and family, but I felt really lonely on this journey. And the reason for that is that I'm the only one I know who is doing what I do. Mm. So I have no one to talk with. Even mm. my, even my flat, like my, my uni friends in London, they started like a corporate type of job. Right. Mm. So I have no one to talk to. So it's been quite lonely that I've learned so much. And like the great thing about, again, this is why I love everything digital. I have the largest network of people who want, they do what I do. They do other stuff, which I can learn from. And then like everything like that really, I opened my eyes to that when I lived in London Mm -hmm. because I met so many different people. Right. So like I met Pascal, which is like amazing in terms of like creative. And then we have Victoria and we have all the other people that I met which everyone contributed something that I was like, you know what? I don't need to have that network really like tightly close to me. I can actually find people elsewhere, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give uh, to someone who is willing to actually leave their job or to start their own business, but they don't know how, or they're just afraid to do it? Oh, <laughs> well, that's a big one. But I would just say, like, if you know, you know, this is like, it's like a, starting a business is definitely not for everyone it's really tough. And like, you can think that, oh, you're just being self-employed. Like there's so many things you have to consider, right? You don't get any, uh, like you don't get, first of all, you're getting salary and you're getting any support system. Like you have to do all the, mm-hmm. all the work. But one piece of advice would just be that if this really is something you're passionate about, this is very important. You have to have the passion. It's not just, oh, I want to just work from home. That's not a good, good enough excuse. Like mm-hmm. you really have to have the drive and the passion. And then I would say I would say put in the research a bit. Find people who are doing something even similar or uh, something opposite, but like th- th- something like see what drives them, what is the reason for them, their success, basically. So I would just say go for it, but with a little bit of caution, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it about uh, having a business uh, that convinced you to pursue it because you said that it was always your dream but why was that was it like the financial rewards was it the freedom was it like the challenge itself so i think it's a mix of Mm -hmm. everything so basically i i don't get bored easily but i do like challenges right Mm -hmm. i like to get challenged and i like to have a lot on my plate but like obviously manageable stuff so I think, first of all, I wanted to create a life for myself where I can do the things that I want to do the most. This is every entrepreneur's answer to your question, but it's basically, that, that that's reality. So I wanted, obviously, that financial freedom, which obviously we're not there yet. But <laughs> and then I want to just be able to, to build something. I want to be able to help others. And I've never been, like, obviously, I've done everything, had jobs before, and I can take direction and I can be managed, but I thrive best on my own. Like, and I'm very structured. Like there's like, even today I, I woke up at seven. Like I had work to do before this, this meeting. Uh, it's, it really suits me, the, the way of life basically. And I'm trying to create something that I can, that can be beneficial for me, but also like friends and family and yeah, just have more of those close relationships rather than just having that, Monday to Friday, nine to four, uh, eight to four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's definitely not something for everyone. It's definitely 
not something that should be overlooked because it seems so cool to be this entrepreneurial person to go yeah. all the places to have the freedom but uh, only once you work with people that do it or when you do it yourself you actually do truly appreciate people that are in the trenches and are actually doing this on a daily basis so yeah, you know how i want to acknowledge you for that big big results absolutely uh, big risk big uh, results big i wanted to dive a bit back to when you said that you you tried the influencer uh, way uh <laughs> can you can you explain Should a bit been. more about that no so basically um I wouldn't call myself an influencer, mm. maybe a micro influencer yeah. uh, at that time. So this is like, hmm, let's see, six, seven years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't like that big, big yeah. like yeah. it is now. So basically what I did was that I really had a passion for like uh, fitness and fitness, cooking, everything like that. So I just started posting content, right? Me at the gym, exercises, giving people advice, cooking, everything like that. And then kind of like escalated, got a little bit of like fans that wanted to like um, yeah, read my stuff, comment and try my workout, stuff like that. So I started to blog basically, which is like, I feel like that's like the natural course everyone takes. Uh, obviously blogging was a very interesting thing. It's very time consuming. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then what happened was I started work with a few companies in terms of like sponsorships. And so, yeah, I, I think that platform was uh, like, if I continued with that, um, I think it could be well, quite big, basically. But then obviously everything on Instagram, especially Instagram, is like very like niche. Yeah. So I found mm -hmm. my niche type, type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then my life took a different direction. Like I wanted to study and I actually created a new blog that I wanted to share with everyone when I lived in London. And it took me one week and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't have the time for this. And then obviously working with social media, I found that um, I didn't actually want to be a part of it. Like I didn't want to, because it's so much social media all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just decided that uh, I don't need to be like in front. Mm -hmm. I can just be in the back. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right Talking about the, your career, what's your biggest goal career-wise? <laughs> so, oh, there's so many. But I think my biggest goal is just to, since I'm quite like, not well, quite new in terms of like this business, my, my, my biggest goal would be to create all the, the different things that I'm doing in a way that I can create some sort of like passive income and mm -hmm. business for myself. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I'm really huge on the teaching part. So I want to create a place where I can help others. If it's like to become an entrepreneur, if it's starting your own business, if it's web design, if it's marketing, and so I think it's it's a little premature to like be able to for me to answer that like directly. But there's so many things. <laughs> not, I have a lot of goals. And not enough First time. Is getting this baby up and going properly, and then uh, just expand. I want to grow. I want to learn new stuff. I want to try new stuff. I want to try and fail and try and succeed. Type of thing. Would you consider that you you will see yourself in the same uh, market and industry? Will you be in the digital marketing space for like a long time from now? Oh no, I'm no. still. Yeah, well, I think I do think some core stuff would be because obviously I do really love digital marketing, mm -hmm. but there's so many things like it's crazy. So when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm gonna help businesses. I'm gonna post on their social media. Like even before I started my company, this is not a service I'm offering. Because that's not what I want to do. 
because they're like when you just open up that digital space like there's there's so many things you can do and so basically i think like some core stuff would be there with me but i think i will just keep evolving keep learning new stuff and like who knows where it takes me but it will definitely be within like obviously the digital space marketing Mm -hmm. um so yeah Mm -hmm. would you say that uh the experience that you had with like posting content for yourself like a couple of years ago has uh, had an impact on you actually choosing digital marketing would you say that was the beginning of you getting accustomed with like things like instagram posts it's a hundred percent this is i i would say that is maybe the only reason why i I chose the direction i did Mm -hmm. because not only did i enjoy obviously doing it's not about like obviously I, back then I'm not gonna lie it was all about the likes and like yeah. comments and stuff but um, more likes than comments but now it changed obviously <laughs> but um, I gotta say that it really opened my eyes to what's possible right you started seeing like those huge accounts and you saw like how they started to make a lot of money like people don't necessarily know like obviously now people know more that. They like influencers, they get sponsored, this and that, but there's so much more to it. It's a great, like that business type of business model is genius in my opinion. But again, it takes a lot to like deliver yourself there out there every day. And so I would say that definitely is one of the main reasons I went into digital marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was the, the starting point. Yeah. Would you consider being rich as something selfish? Oh, um, I would say no. Because obviously it depends on what you do with mm-hmm. your wealth type of thing. So, like for me, I don't come from um, like a rich background, right? Mm-hmm. We always work for the money. I always work. I had a job since I was 16. Um, but I do believe that some people, they, you can like, when you see very rich people, you think that they're very selfish, right? Why can't they just share everything they have and everything? So I I think it just depends on what you do with the money and your success, right? So my success will be, hopefully, when I reach that point, I will be able to help others, right? Because the thing is, is that uh, we're not probably going to go into this discussion, but I am very interested in, in terms of, like, education, right? What type of education do you need? We're in 2020, right? A lot of people are talking about you don't need college, you don't need this, you don't need that. But the facts are still that if you actually don't have a degree, you don't get a job, right? This is, again, how many, so many entrepreneurs are like coming to the surface and everyone is like starting their own thing. And I, I do believe more about like the, the, the person in terms of their experience and qualifications, right? So one very interesting thing I would say is that I took a degree I took a degree in digital marketing. Nothing that I work with on a daily basis have I learned from uni. Right? Mm. Everything I've learned by myself is hours of studying. It's YouTube. It's seminars. It's webinars. It's crazy. But again, like obviously, uni gave me the backbone in terms of like understanding mm. what I what I'm doing. Uh, but I think for me, in terms of wealth, like I I hope that I can help others basically. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Definitely. I want to create a life for myself that I'm happy with. But I want to be able to just like help my family, friends, and create something more than just like being super rich. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's selfish. That was your actual question. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent with what you said. But talking about the educational system, what would you change if you'd be in the position to change something what would you change in order to make it let's say better more relevant yeah 
I think that it's very strict nowadays, mm -hmm. right? So you have to, first of all, you have to have an undergrad and then you have to have a postgrad. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have those two, you don't get a job, basically. Well, especially it's, it's like, uh, it's like that here, right? So if you have an undergrad, let's say in digital marketing, right? And then you apply for a job and then two, two of the other candidates have a postgrad degree, you're not going to get the job. And I feel like that's quite wrong, right? Because what about the qualities that these three people have, right? I feel like I would probably, most likely, depending on their qualities, hire the one with the undergrad mm -hmm. or maybe the one with that mm -hmm. degree. Especially the digital. Obviously, I do understand like doctors have to be doctors. <laughs> like yeah. there's, that, That's just how it is. But uh, I just feel like there's so many other uh, industries where I feel like the the, the um, education is actually not as necessary. Uh, so I would probably change the way, like I wouldn't change necessarily the educational system because obviously they have their thing and like, mm -hmm. it's good to have an yeah. education. Yeah. But I would probably change the way, like from the company side of it, like they shouldn't be too attached to a degree. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you, you can be the worst digital marketer, but you have a master's degree in digital marketing. And then you can be someone who is maybe a little bit younger, don't have the degree, but have amazing qualities and a lot of experience. And they're more innovative. They're, they like they they do understand like the technology and all the new uh, applications and everything better. So I think obviously depending on the industry, and I'm talking from and my experience with digital marketing, which is probably the the most important one in terms of you don't actually need a degree. And I am actually like a living proof of that. Well, I do have a degree. But that's sort of just a backup mm -hmm. for me because if, like, it's not that I have a backup, but like the thing is, is I actually need a degree to get a job. Yeah. yeah. But I don't use that degree uh, in my in my everyday work, which is very interesting. I think. Talking about this industry in digital marketing, um, I personally feel like being some in some sort of a same position as yourself, uh, having been graduated in the UK. Uh, having graduated from digital media, uh, as you said, I feel like I could get a job myself. But when when you get into those agencies that are like very high level, they have very huge expectations from the candidates. As mm -hmm. you said, I feel like there's some sort of discrimination when it comes to like actually hiring candidates and like choosing who to interview because the only way and form of assessment for those companies still is the CV, is the mm -hmm. basic CV. Like yeah. they look over that paper and they're like, this guy has studied this much, but this guy has a master as well. Oh, look, he's actually done a, a separate course as well on this uh, software. Would you say that would be like a better uh, way of assessing those people? And if so, how do you see that going? How, how would you see that process? Yeah, so it's basically a little bit of what I touched upon earlier is that I, I strongly believe that the the cv is not necessarily especially in a, in a job like like digital marketing mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the most important right but i do understand that like, company have they have their own way of like vetting people mm -hmm. and this and that but i feel like in this industry it's just like first of all all information that you actually need to be successful is free it's online you can but obviously it takes tons of time mm -hmm. to like learn but i feel like there, there's other ways companies can do it, basically. I think that they should start looking more into people's uh, like qualification in terms of their experience with social media, mm -hmm. their experience with advertising, mm -hmm. their experience with like email marketing. Mm -hmm. And like what 
other type of courses they've taken. There's tons of courses out there, uh, which are not like certified educational mm -hmm. courses, yeah. but they will teach you more in like yeah. one day than you do three years in uni. So I think obviously there, there should be, I'm not like, I cannot suggest basically what, what they should do, but I think there should be like a shift, right? From the, what, what you have on paper and what you actually have, yeah. what you actually can do. And I, I, I'm very, I, I'm very strongly opinionated about this. I feel like it's very important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but again, I, I, I don't see it changing um, anytime soon. Like for me, uh, if I were to start hiring a lot of people in my mm -hmm. company, that would be the one thing I do. Mm -hmm. That would be like, so maybe it will change with other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Because yeah, obviously let's give it a year, like a time span of like 10 years. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff will happen because other people see it too. Especially in my industry, people I talk to, that's also, they're also having their own company. So I'm asking them, uh, so what do you look for when you look for, let's say, an, an advertiser? Like you need mm -hmm. someone to do, let's say, especially Facebook mm -hmm. ads, which is an actual skill. Like if you're good at it, you're good at it. Yeah. And then they, they look at what they've done previously. They look at other campaigns they've done. Numbers it's, it has nothing to do with their education. Yeah. So I find that very interesting. I really hope uh, companies and the industry itself really start to to explore other options than just looking at someone's CV. It's just a piece of paper. You can be a horrible marketer, yeah, um, but you have the education. Doesn't that doesn't mean anything? In my opinion. <laughs> Alexander, what would you tell someone who's trying, who's actually willing to pursue a career, not necessarily a career, but who's trying to? open a business to create a business and he doesn't know or she doesn't know exactly if uh, a diploma a uni diploma is uh, required for that what would you tell them basically i would say that again depending a little bit on on the um the field you're going mm -hmm. into but let's let's keep it to digital marketing i would just say to that person that first of all do a lot of research like what do you want to do find your passion like digital mm -hmm. marketing is huge mm -hmm. Like for me, uh, I say I'm a digital marketer, mm -hmm. but I, what I actually love doing mm -hmm. is Facebook ads and uh, email marketing. But I can I can do a lot more, but like you have to specialize in something, yeah. basically. So uh, I would probably say that the best way to go about it is to to start your own company, right? Because you probably, without like a degree or a diploma, you probably won't get a job in an agency, right? But This is actually a good thing because I'm not, I'm not saying like stay in school, guys. Like it's not yeah, bad. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that when let's say you, you apply for an agency job, right? And let's say it's uh, PPC, right? Pay per click. That's that's the only thing you're going to do, right? You're not going to learn other stuff. No, you're going to basically do PPC yeah, all true. day, every day, uh, Monday to Friday, eight, like eight to four or five. Which I believe that if you choose, to, like if you have more interest in just like, if you really want the responsibility, like because it is a responsibility having your own company, obviously you can do it as the side mm -hmm. hustle in the beginning. But I would just say that do the research, find out what you really like, start testing a little bit. This is why I started this online brand, because I wanted to uh, really hone in my marketing skills. And what better way to create an online brand? See how well I can do it, and then obviously I can teach others to do the same. If that answered your question, yeah, of course. definitely. Uh, I want to move a bit forward and uh, focus a bit more on business. And I feel like mm -hmm. for most people, I can only speak from my experience, but I feel like 
in the beginning, the most frightening uh, thing uh, is actually acquiring acquiring clients because basically mm -hmm. you are a nobody and you have to get into the trenches and you have to prove yourself to someone whilst having close to non-experience at all. Uh, how was mm -hmm. that for yourself and how did you manage to get over the thought that you're not enough, that you're not going to be able to deliver the results to the client? Mm -hmm. So for like, obviously, uh, I do recognize and I think everyone uh, could say the same. It's really terrifying, honestly, like there's no there's no way around it. But uh, I think for me, obviously, with with having this company in mind for so long, doing so much research, uh, I also worked obviously in a in a digital marketing agency that that obviously helped a lot because I had a lot of client contact, right? So I did the initial contact trying to sell stuff and which which was really helpful. But I think that um, like what, you all start somewhere basically. Like there's no way around it, no. right? But I do think that what I got one piece of advice once, and that was just that you. Even if you just know 10% more than your client, you know more type of thing. It wasn't like a word, like exact word, yeah. but it's it's all about that. You, If you just know a little bit more, you just need to know a little bit more. And then you're actually further ahead, mm -hmm. right? And then what I've learned is that most businesses, not maybe like major corporations where they have a whole marketing department, yeah. right? Because uh, a lot of people do really well online. But now we're talking about, obviously, I'm not going to go out to big corporations. I'm going out to small businesses, yeah. right? And they don't know much about marketing, right? And there's so much value there. Even just for me, that just my most important um, tip would be to get a client on the phone or in a meeting. Do not negotiate over email or do not like try because people read stuff in different ways right yeah. i can write one sentence and you just you read it in a completely different way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm good with people again being a teacher having to deal with a lot of people mm -hmm. um like in the, in that type of work yeah uh, i'm very good with people so yeah. for me one thing would just be stop being like insecure just go get it type of thing it sounds stupid but like the only thing that's stopping you is you yeah it is. and like if you actually mess up, like try not to mess up, like really mess up, but obviously you do your research, you, you know, like have the confidence in yourself because this is what's stopping. I think I don't have a number, but in my head, I would like to say probably like 70%. They do not actually follow their dream because they're just afraid. They're a little bit afraid of rejection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not afraid of rejection. Like, okay. Because if, if one client doesn't want to work with me, I actually don't want to work with them. So it's it's all about that balance, but obviously it's frightening. But just just go get it, like go for it. Don't mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up. Like we all started somewhere. It's basically the only advice I can give. What would be the one thing that you would change um, at yourself in this right moment to I don't know to just make your life better, to just uh, grow your business faster or anything? I would yeah, I would say I need to um, stop with a little bit of procrastination mm -hmm. because I'm a perfectionist, right? So uh, one good example is that uh, in because of, uh, of COVID, obviously, yeah. I started to think, what if my business, like let's say the web design digital marketing mm -hmm. slows down. I, I cannot just sit here and watch this ship sink, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started to think that, okay, 
I knew that down the line I was going to do um, online courses, right? And then I was thinking in the midst of this pandemic, I was like, why, why should I just do it now? What am I waiting for, right? So what I did, obviously, this is an, another advice um, I can give is that I actually hired a business coach. It's not a business coach per se, but it's, it's, uh, it's someone in my network. He's doing really well. Uh, we're sort of in the same space, but we're doing like a little bit of different stuff. I actually hired him to get me from A to Z with mm-hmm. my course, mm-hmm. right? So then you guys should be asking, oh, so what is the course about? Well, the course isn't finished yet. <laughs> so it should be done. So this is the thing that I, I would say that if I stop being such a perfectionist, um, that will open up so many more doors for me. So I'm really working that on a daily basis. Just don't overthink stuff. Just go for it. Yeah. yeah, I was just reading the book, um, Essentialism. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was just reading that book and I actually uh, come across an example. And there was uh, this big corporation. company, corporation, I believe it was Pixar or something like oh, that, okay. very big. And the CEO, the director said that no movie is ever finished. We just pop publish it because there's always something more that can be done. Oh, at it. Yes. Even though we see them like extremely true. nice and like perfect, there's always something more that can be done. Absolutely, I think that applies to like everything, mm-hmm. especially uh, in in the line of work you guys yeah. are in. It's very creative, right? You can always come up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. You can always like change something, but in the end, you have to actually just say that the job is done, mm-hmm. right? So for me, that's one of the things that I'm really working on, and especially when I do web design. Because uh, it, it's not better in that end. Because I can always find different stuff. Like I can always, and that slows down my process really, really slows it down. So this is what I'm working on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like I need to stop being such a perfectionist. Because as I said before, you only need to do a little bit better, <laughs> actually, than the person you are helping. Yeah. You only need to know a little bit more than the yeah. person you are helping or the company you're helping. And the results will be major for both of you. So I think, obviously, it's about mindset. I work a lot on mindset. Every like Everyone is doing that, mm-hmm. I feel. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's a personal journey for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's new. It's very new to me. I'm trying to be... I'm a very positive person by, like, naturally. Mm-hmm. But every day I wake up and I, I kind of, like, talk to myself in a way that stuff has already happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not just picturing what I want to do in 10 years. I'm already there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about that, like, keeping a positive mindset mm-hmm. and working on myself. And I do have some negative things uh, as well, mm-hmm. again, with the procrastination, part, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I'm willing to stop doing. I want to so dive a bit more into the whole mindset uh, behind. You mentioned you got a coach uh, or a mentor or an advisor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, this is probably one of the things that is stopping most uh, small businesses or business owners uh, from getting to the next level. Uh, It Mm -hmm. feels like uh, for them, it's not worth the investment. And I feel like there is a mindset switch. I work with the client very closely and she said that until you don't realize that you have to invest in yourself before Mm -hmm. expecting other people to invest in you, uh, you won't get very far. So I, I would really like to uh, explore a bit more of how did you come to realize that you need someone else's help and how did you actually realize that it's worth actually paying them to help you? So basically, I really love what she said to you because it's really true. 
like if you're not willing to actually invest in yourself, why would anyone else want to invest in you? Mm-hmm. So basically for me, it, in the beginning, I was really, I held everything really like close to my chest. I didn't want to share too much. I felt, sometimes I felt a little bit because I was in that position where is this actually going to work? I, I doubted myself. Like, and I'm being really honest now. I didn't, I wasn't like a born entrepreneur. I felt like I just grew into it. But, but I think for me, the turning point was that after all these years being left on my own, trying to figure out all the ways to do everything, uh, I obviously met a lot of great people. And what I saw is the strength that when they know something that I don't and mm-hmm. they teach me something yeah. and I teach them, like this, it's sort of like just like escalates mm-hmm. a bit. So what I realized for me to be able to grow my business, I needed to have someone who, first of all, gives me great advice. But it's not just about that. It's more for the support. And then you have to, you're accountable, right? I have deadlines. He calls me up. Like, we have Zoom meetings. Like, I cannot escape this type of thing. Uh, And that's been really beneficial. Like, he pushes me. And then he also believes in me. So, like, for one one good example was that I started creating my course. My course is technically done. It's just I haven't recorded it. And then all of a sudden, I started to have second thoughts. I was like, yeah. oh, this isn't good enough. Like, like it's imposter syndrome, syndrome yeah. basically. And then I had a chat with him, and he actually said that, oh, you're just suffering from imposter syndrome. Just get over it. That was basically what he said. Mm. And I instantly felt better. And first of all, I was like, what is that? I don't know what that syndrome is. And I looked it up and I was like, wow, he's so right. Like you, you start doubting yourself and then you feel like you're not good enough. Everyone else is doing better than you. Why would someone listen to you? And it's crazy because what I do a lot of my time, I spend a lot of my time uh, expanding my network, right? So I use Facebook for that, mm-hmm. which is, is a great tool, a good tip. Uh, and I add people on Facebook, right? And then I chat with them basically. And then I ask them what they do. Obviously, it's a lot of entrepreneurs, right? So, yeah. And then I end up helping a lot of people just by giving advice. I'm not charging anyone for anything. I just want to connect, right? And I all of a sudden realized that, oh, my God, like people really do need or could use my help. Yeah. Right? So I think it's all about what you do on a daily basis, right? I try to help others. So like this one girl, she was asking about like branding and her social media and like she's trying to sell something, right? And I told her that you have to actually let people connect with you. No one is going to buy anything from you if they don't connect with you. Absolutely. You can have all the fancy accessories or whatever in the world, but they're not going to buy from you. That's just how it is. And this is why I think that, um, and after seeing that, she asked me specific questions and then I wrote her back. Like it was like 10 pages because I had so much like inspiration. Like I looked at her Instagram. I was like, you can do this, that, blah, 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 blah. And she actually texted me uh, not long ago saying that she implemented obviously all the stuff that I did and it really worked for her. She was really happy, really grateful. And you know what happened next? She said, oh, she needs someone to rebrand her company. She wanted me to do the, to, to do the work, right? So all that time I invested obviously came back to yeah. me in a good yeah. way. So I do believe that it's all about like give and take type of thing. But again, starting a business you're going to doubt yourself no matter what like that's just the way it is but i think it's just get over it a bit because you have something that 
And if you have something extra, uh, then you can probably do a lot of good with it. With it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just continue moving forward type of thing. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing everything. Um, I wanted to ask you, I feel like it's not addressed enough yet uh, in today's society is the fact that building a business is like at least as hard as uh, growing up a child, kids. So I feel like we all get those moments of self-doubt as uh, we spoke about earlier, but I feel like it would be worth mentioning to the audience, what do you do in those low moments? Uh, you mentioned you you have like a journal where you uh, address positive things. Obviously, you have the support network, but what else do you do? You often do to get out of that uh, low mindset where you just self sabotage yourself and what you do. Yeah. So obviously, um, we're all gonna come to that point, right? It happens to everyone. It doesn't necessarily just happen to someone who owns their own business. Mm-hmm. It could be in your private life. It could be yeah. like in all scenarios, basically. But what I do is that I really started like teaching myself that I can recognize when I am in like a, in a funk, mm-hmm. right? And then for me, it's really important to then just stop what I'm doing and do something just for me. That could be go for a walk or run, go to the gym, uh, meet friends for coffee and just like get out of it and then yeah. do something that reminds me. So last time I had a funk, I actually contacted my, my business coach, right? And I said, we need a chat, like I need something. And it took me 30 seconds to just be in a different mindset. So right now I do have obviously tools to get me away from it. But sometimes it could just be the, you know what? I just need, I need something for me. I, I need to read a little bit of a book. I need to watch an episode on Netflix. I need to just like stop what I'm doing because it only brings negative things, right? I can sit working on a project and all of this, I keep doubting myself. And I'm like, this and that. And then I'm just like, I, I erupt the pattern and just do something else and I go back and I am a completely different person. It sounds really weird, but it really helps. Just like get out of that, that even if it's just a physical place, just mm-hmm. get out from yeah, your desk, mm-hmm, yeah. go out, get some fresh air, do something that obviously workouts and stuff like that gives you a lot of positive endorphins, right? So it, it, again, that is one good tip. But just do something for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do look back on, I do have, I write down my goals, basically. Mm-hmm. So like it could be small goals, it could be in my personal life, but obviously it's usually it's about business. Yeah. And then sometimes I go back and I see, so let, let's say I started my business in January, right? Yeah. I got my first client mm-hmm. January 3rd. Wow. <laughs> I go back and I look at that and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> That's three days. That's three days. And I just give myself the credit that I yeah, deserve. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we so, don't do that enough. And it's a, you're allowed to, without being like a bragger, yeah, like you don't yeah. have to brag about your success, but you actually do have to give yourself the credit that mm-hmm. you actually put in the work and it actually was working. And uh, you should be very happy about that. You should, that should bring you joy, right? Instead of pulling you down when you have like a rough time. So I go back, I look at previous goals that I reached and I was like, you know what? You can do it. Just keep going. Uh, it's just like a, you're in a bad funk. Just do something else. Uh, go for a run. Just have an ice cream. Like, I don't know. Like, do something yeah. positive. And just be present, I would say. Because if you are present. Absolutely. Yeah, if you are present, you can just, like, enjoy the small moments. In it. Like, life is just about the journey. It's not about the destination by the end of the day. Yeah. And it, that's, I completely agree with that. And 
I really see this type of business, like my business, a way of, this is the way I want to live my life. Like, yeah, I'm free to travel whenever. So again, once everything opens up, I'm going to come to London and stay for a bit because I really miss everyone in London, but I still need to work. So I also feel like you really, really need to do something you love because every time, like today is Sunday, right? I'm going to work, but I don't actually feel like I'm working. And it sounds like a cliche, but honestly, no. Obviously, I do have times where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, I have so much to do that I get stressed. But then I just remind myself that this this was the dream. Yeah. It doesn't come with like two hours of work every day. It comes <laughs> Absolutely. with tons of work. <laughs> so yeah. A four-hour work week. <laughs> I wanted, yeah, that's it, right? I that's wanted to address you a question. Um, diving a bit away from this subject. Would you consider that if there was the possibility in like maybe the future to become immortal, would you consider that? And would you say it would be something selfish to consider? Oh, wow. That's a really tough question. <laughs> um, I should be thinking about it a little bit. So I was probably like seeing some Netflix shows and I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think that I wouldn't probably choose to do it because I feel like... It's, I don't know, like, it's going to live forever. Like, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like, I want to just, like, do really well with the time that I have, basically. And it's, it's long enough. Uh, but one thing I can say is that one of the things I, I really worked hard on is that I sometimes wish that what I do now, I wish I'd start doing, like, 10 years ago, right? And I start to feel a bit, like, it's not that I'm old, but... I feel like, oh, I just wish I could go back and just like do all the stuff that I know now if I could just go back in time, right? But lately I've started to realize that that wouldn't be possible because mm-hmm. if if I were 10 years younger or even five years younger, I would have t- chosen a different path, right? I wouldn't be here because my mind wasn't ready for where I am now at that point. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I think that if you choose to to live forever i wouldn't say it's, it's selfish i wouldn't see the connection there but i wouldn't choose it mm-hmm. it's, it's just a personal thing yeah it, that's a long time like <laughs> it's forever basically yeah you can see it in forever you can see it in different ways i i feel like uh, from my point of view is like when you know you're going to die eventually if you are really aware of it, it should be like the biggest driving force for mm. everything that you do in your life, good and bad. But like at the same time, if you're a person such as Elon Musk or Bezos mm-hmm. or someone very, very visionary that feels like can literally change the uh, path of humanity, I feel like for those type of people, maybe they would want to be immortal. Maybe they would... They would have the the desires and the visions necessary to like completely change everything that we do. Yeah, I, I do. Like I do agree with that. I think that some people should, uh, based on like a lot of stuff, if they were presented with opportunity, I think it would benefit a lot of people. But one thing, like these people, also came from somewhere, right? So I feel like there will be so many more. Yeah. And I think now the way that the, like the society and everything is moving a bit, especially now after the pandemic and like 
every, like everyone is more awake type of thing. Yeah. Like it's it's a fact. It's, it's the internet basically, but it's also everything happening in in the media, social media. Not like I think social media is more important now than the media because people yeah, are also right. starting to see how media is actually twisting and turning and like you couldn't do that before with the newspaper you wouldn't know <laughs> like there's no word to research but i do believe that we have to create space for other visionaries right mm -hmm. because like i i feel like uh let's say musk right so obviously he he will also get older right and i feel like younger generations have so many different things to offer yeah. right so I, I do believe that it's just it's okay if it just takes a natural cost. Like it just goes the way it's supposed to and then others will come and drive and yeah. do other amazing things. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully the younger generations are not even more now awake and can actually contribute in a better way than probably even like my generation can. We all can contribute, but I'm just thinking that they will be exposed to a lot of different stuff that I wasn't exposed to. Yeah. So I think that they will uh, more early on find ways to, if it's like help the community or people or change the laws and like mm -hmm. a lot of stuff is happening now. It's really interesting to, to, um, to watch it and just see what happens, basically. Yeah, definitely. Just people come and go. But um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what's uh, one thing or a couple of things that you want to be remembered for? Ooh. <laughs> uh, one of the things I think is that obviously taking this journey, um, doing something that even maybe we even not believed in the beginning um, because it was like a very different like step for me. I would say it's just I want to be remembered for uh, a little bit of the courage I feel like I'm having, right? Because I feel like I'm doing something. I know that a lot of people do it, but like in terms of like my circle of people, like I am doing something a little bit out of the box, right? So I just want to be remembered for uh, having courage and believing in myself. And hopefully I would really love to be remembered for helping a lot of people on my way uh, to, to where, wherever I'm going. I have no doubt that that's going to happen in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well, Alessandra, as much as we would love to like carry on, uh, I feel like there was would be so much more to cover in terms of like the media and what is going on at the moment and how we interpret yeah. things. And uh, you mentioned people being more awake in those times and realizing what is going on, how we are being manipulated. And Manu, uh, mm -hmm. I feel like it's time for us to address you the last question of the show. Uh, take your time with it. Uh, so is the following, uh, just portray this thing in your mind, uh, you, are, you are on your deathbed, um, everything that you've done so far has come to an end, um, you're not suffering, there's no pain, but you know that is the moment to leave everything behind and uh, basically die, uh, but right before this, um, right next to you, there is the best version of yourself looking right into your eyes, you look into that person's eyes, you see and comprehend what you could have become, that being the best version of yourself. How would you feel about yourself, your life, and the things that you've done so far in that moment? Wow. Um, obviously, I, I do have a long way to go, right? So it's a little bit hard, but 
how would I feel? I would feel proud type of thing because I know what I am going to do. I know what I'm set out to do. And there's so much more than what just happened in the last six months. So I think if I saw the best version of me, I wouldn't, I would be satisfied. I would be satisfied to leave and just confident that I would make like the, the best version of me would make the, the right choices and be true to what's important to me, basically. Um, if that's, yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. It's a, it's a very difficult question. <laughs> it's really, it really is. It, it usually gives us like a, a very good overview of our guests and how they perceive everything from like themselves to like the world. Um, yeah. But I just really... know that I want to do, I want to do good. Right. Uh, and again, like, uh, you, you asked before about like being rich is selfish and obviously I'm, I, I am doing the stuff that I'm doing because I also want to, uh, I want to make money. Right. But I feel like I have good intentions of, making money like I, I don't I don't need to become a trillionaire or billionaire like I I I would be satisfied earlier it's just that you, you cannot start a business without knowing that you will be able to make money yeah, yeah absolutely. like I know that it's supposed to be like close to your heart and everything but if it's not like a valid business model like you you don't have no way to make money you mm -hmm. can actually not pursue it so I feel like money is everyone is talking about money as a very negative thing but I feel like what can you do without money? Uh, not, not much. Yeah, so, nice. so I feel like, I feel like what's, what's going to be really interesting is that when I do become the person that I want to be in terms of this company, right? When I, my company grows, when I become really successful, which I'm planning on <laughs> doing, uh, I feel like I wouldn't change as a person because I have so many like core values that I grew up with that I've been taught by my parents, by friends, and the people that I obviously have close relationships to every day that I wouldn't see it changing as much. I would just find other ways to, to, to be good, basically. It's very beautiful. Hopefully, <laughs> very hopefully. <laughs> more than, more than certain, more than certain. Well, Alexandra, once again, I want to acknowledge you for uh, everything that you've done so far, for the vision that you have for the future. And uh, yeah, for the talk as well, I feel like the audience has, uh, if they got through here, well, I'm more than sure they've got a lot of value Definitely. after your perspective on business, education, life in general. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to take the time now to give you the opportunity to promote ev everything that you do. Uh, if you want to like mention the business, uh, where people can find you, obviously uh, reassess again what it is that you do. And uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so basically, I am my own brand. So it's just Alessandra Mirto. And then obviously, my, my website is the same. It's alessandramirto.com. Um, and what I, what I do is basically mostly web design. So obviously, I help uh, create beautiful websites for my clients. Obviously, all of them are designed um, with uh, like customized design, basically. And then uh, I do digital marketing, so I, lo I love branding, helping people like businesses with branding. Uh, I love helping entrepreneurs basically grow their own business as well. So again, the teaching part. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's it. I'm really, really happy to be on here. I was quite nervous, but 
I think it went okay. No, I think it went very good. And uh, we're really we want, grateful for the opportunity. Want to thank you once again. We want to thank the audience for listening so far. Uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for the conversation. Yep. Until next time, guys. Take care. Stay grateful. Thank you.